0: Jackson, the Jackson's Book Nook. Last when I left off, it was halfway through a chapter because this is a long one. It's actually the second to last chapter of the book. Basically what was happening is that the military man heard guns. Those noises are not guns. Of course they're guns, shouted the head of the army. I'm a military man. I know a gun when I hear one. Turn back! Those is just the giants snorling in their sleep, the BFG said. I as a giant myself, and I know a giant snortle when I was hearing one. Are you quite sure? The army man said anxiously. Positive, the BFG said. Proceed cautiously, the army man ordered. They all moved on. Then they saw them. Even at the distance, they were enough to scare the daylights out of a soldier. But when they got close the daylights out of the soldiers, but when they got close and saw what giants what the giants really looked like, they began to sweat with fear. Nine fearsome, ugly, half-naked, fifty-feet-long brutes lay sprawled over the ground in various grotesque attitudes of sleep, and the sound of their snorting was indeed like gunfire in a battle. The BFG raised a hand. The jeeps all stopped. The soldiers got out. What happens if one of them wakes up, whispered the head of the army, his knees knocking together from fear. If any one of them is waking up, I'll gob you down before you can say jackknife, the BFG answered grinning hugely. Me is the only one what wouldn't be gobbled up because Giants is never eating Giants. Me and Sophie is the only safe ones because I is hiding her if that happens. The, Bf- the head of the army took several paces to the rear. So did the head of the Air Force. They climbed rather quickly back into their jeep, ready to make a fast getaway if necessary. Go forwards, men, the head of the army said. Go forward and do your duty bravely. The soldiers crept forward with their ropes and chains. All of them were trembling mightily. None dared to speak a word. The BFG, with Sophie now sitting on the palm of his hand, stood near by watching the operation. To give the soldiers their due, they were extremely courageous. There were six well-trained, efficient men working on each giant, and within ten minutes, each one of the nine giants had been trussed up like a chicken's and were still snoring contently. The ninth, who happened with flesh lump eater, was causing trouble for the soldiers, because he was lying with his right arm tucked underneath his enormous body. It was impossible to tie his wrists and arms together without first getting that arm out from underneath him. Very, very cautiously the six soldiers who were working in the flesh lump eater began to pull at his arm, at his huge arm, trying to release it. The flesh lump eater opened his tiny piggy black eyes. Which one of you foul pesters is wiggling my arm? "'He bellowed, "'Is that you, you rotsome man-hugger?' "'Suddenly he saw the soldiers. "'In a flash he was sitting up. "'He looked around him. "'He saw more soldiers. "'With a roar he leapt to his feet. "'The soldiers, petrified with fear, froze where they were. "'They had no weapons with them. "'The head of the army put his jeep in reverse. "'Human beans!' the flesh-eater yelled. "'What is all you flesh-bunking, rotsome, half-baked beans doing in our country?' "'He made a grab at a soldier and swept him up in his hand. "'I was having early supper today.' He shouted holding the poor squirming soldier at arm's length and roaring with laughter sophie standing on the palm of the bfg's hand was watching horror struck do something she cried quick before you eat some put that human being down the bfg shouted the flesh lump eater turned and stared at the bfg what is you doing here with all these grouty twiglets he bellowed "You was making me very suspicious the bfg made a run at the flesh lump eater but the colossal 54-foot-high giant simply knocked him over with a flick of his free arm. At the same time, Sophie fell off the BFG's palm the, on the ground. Her mind was racing. We must do something. We must. We must. She remembered the sapphire brooch that the queen had pinned to her chest. Quickly, she undid it. I was guzzling you nice and slow, the flesh-lumped Peter was saying to the soldier in his hand. Then I was guzzling ten or twenty more of you midgy little maggots down there. You is not getting away from me because I is galloping fifty times faster than you. Sophie ran up behind the flesh on Peter. She was holding the brooch between her fingers. When she was right up close to the to the great naked hairy legs, she rammed the three-inch long pin of the brooch, as hard as she could into flesh on Peter's right angle. It went deep into the flesh and stayed there. The giant gave a roar of pain and jumped high in the air. He dropped the soldier and made a grab for his ankle. The BFG knew what a coward Fleshland Peter was and saw his chance. You was bitten by a snake, he shouted. I seed it biting you. It's a frightsome poison poisonous viper, and it's extremely dangerous. Vinscreen viper. Save our souls, bellowed the Fleshland Peter. Sound the crumpets. I was bitten by a septuous, venomous, vinscreen viper. He flopped to the ground and sat there, howling his head off, clutching his ankle with both hands. His fingers felt the brooch. The teeth of the dreaded leaf viper is still su- sticking into me, he yelled. I is feeling the teeth sticking into my ankle. The BFG saw a second chance. We must be getting those viper teeth out at once, he cried. Otherwise, you is deader than a duck soup. I was helping you. The BFG knelt down beside the flesh on beater. You must grab your anklet very tight with both hands, he ordered. That will stop the poisonous juices from the venomous viper going up your leg and into your heart. The Flesh Lumpeter grabbed his ankle with both hands. Now close your eyes and griddle your teeth and look up to heaven and say your prayers while I was taking out the teeth by the venison viper, the BFG said. The terrified Flesh Lumpeter did exactly as he was told. The BFG signaled for some rope. A soldier rushed it over to him. With both the Flesh Lumpeter's hands gripping his ankles, it was a simple matter for the BFG to tie the ankles and hands together with a tight knot. I is pulling out the frightsome viper's teeth the V.F.G. said as he pulled the knot tight do it quickly shouted the on peter before he has pizzen to death there he is the V.F.G. said standing up you can look now when the on peter saw that he was trussed up like a turkey he gave a yell so loud that the heavens trembled he rolled and he wriggled he fought and he figgled he squirmed and he squiggled but there was no not a thing he could do well done you sophie cried well done you the bfg said smiling down at the little girl you was saving all our lives. Will you please get that brooch back for me? Sophie said, it belongs to the Queen. The BFG pulled the beautiful brooch out of the Fleshland Peter's ankle. The Fleshland Peter howled. The BFG wiped the pin and handed it back to Sophie. Curiously, not one of the other eight-story giants has woken up during this schmozzle. When he was only sleeping one or two hours a day, he was sleeping extra-doubly deep, the BFG explained. The head of the Army and the Air Force drove forward once again in their jeep. "'Her Majesty will be very pleased with me,' the head of the army said. "'I shall probably get a medal. "'What's the next move?' "'Now you is all driving over to my cave and loading up my bottles of dreams,' the BFG said. "'We can't waste time with that rubbish,' the army army general said. "'It's the Queen's orders,' Sophie said. "'She was now back in the BFG's hand. "'So the nine Jeeps drove across to BFG's cave, and the great dream-loading operation began.' There are 50,000 jars in all to be loaded, and more than 5,000 in each jeep, and it took over an hour to finish the job. While the soldiers were loading the dreams, the BFG and Sophie disappeared over the mountains in a hasty errand. When they came back, the BFG had a sack the size of a small house lugged over a shoulder. "'What's that you've got?' And the head of the army demanded to know. "'Curiosity is killing the rat,' the BFG said, and he turned away from the silly man." When he was sure that all his precious dreams had been safely loaded on the the jeeps, the BFG said, now we are driving back to the Belly belly Poppers and picking up the Frightsome Giants. The jeeps drove back to the helicopters. The 50,000 dreams were carried carefully, jar by jar, on the helicopters. The soldiers climbed back on board, but the BFG and Sophie stayed on the ground. Then they all returned to where the nine giants were lying. It was a fine sight to see them, these great air machines hovering over the trussed-up giants. It was an even finer sight to see the giants being woken up by the terrific thundering of the engines overhead. The finest sight of all was to observe those nine hideous brutes squirming and twisting about on the ground like a mass of mighty snakes as they tried to free themselves from the ropes and chains. I as flunch bungled, roared the flesh on beater. I as splits wiggled, yelled the child-chewer. I as swags galloped. Bellowed the bone cruncher. I is goose greggled, howled the man hugger. I is guz- gunzle wiped, shouted the meat dripper. I as fluck gunkled, screamed the maid masher. I as slop groggled, squawked the gizzard gulper. I as crawd squinked, yowled the blood bottler. I is bop muggered, screeched the butcher boy. Nine giant carrying helicopters each chose a separate giant and hovered directly over him. Very strong steel hawsers with hooks at the end of them were lowered from the front and rear of the each helicopter. The BFG quickly secured the hooks to the giant's chains. One hook near the legs of, and the hooks on the giant's chains. One hook near the legs and the other near the arms. Then, very slowly, the giants were winched up into the air, parallel with the ground. The giants roared and bellowed, but there was nothing they could do. The BFG with Sophie once more resting comfortably in his ear. Set off at a gallop for England, the helicopters all banked around them and followed after him. It was an amazing spectacle: those nine helicopters winging through the sky, each with a trussed-up, fifty-foot-long giant slung underneath it. The giants themselves must have found it an interesting experience. They never stopped bellowing, but their howls were drowned by the engines of by the noise of the engines. When it began to get dark, dark the helicopters switched on powerful ser- searchlights and trained them. On the galloping giant, so as to keep him in sight. They flew right through the night and arrived in England just as dawn was breaking. Thanks for listening today. If there's one more chapter that I'll be able to record Saturday. Bye!